0: to 10 PM, The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with
1: Asraf
2: So that was a fascinating discussion, really, in two parts. One was the issue of trans union and credit, and of course, there's lots of people who have big issues around credit. I would strongly suggest you and I uh, either call them tomorrow or actually go to the website and and online just. Basically, enter information and, and, and get them to give you a full report on your credit, worthiness, and, and then pick up the flaws that are there and be proactive around that. That's the one part. The second part was really interesting around his his take on, on the future of, of doing business, which I think we all should take a heed of. And, and Lee Knight gives many presentations on just that. We'll have a podcast up of that tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Look out for that, S.F.M. .co.zm. Okay, let's now get the let's get the big uh, the big picture. And and now I'm going to on your calls completely, okay? Because we want to just get your thought around this. So calling right away on the issue of social cohesion. What do do we what has gone wrong in our country to the point where it comes across that we are just not socially cohesive. We appear to be breaking apart in terms of our ability to connect socially. And and that comes from a... The, the many number of, let's say, white South Africans who every few days makes a racist comment. I saw one on a, on a local WhatsApp group in my community just two days ago. That's the one part of it, and some of them are taken to task. And then you get leaders, political leaders. Uh, lots of thoughts about some of the pronouncements of Julius Malema, the EFF leader, uh, a few, about a week or two back. And then yesterday, or uh, Andile the and you know, we've had him as a guest here, uh, Black First, Land First, being very, very specific about killing white South Africans and also killing their children, being as clear as that. Now, we can debate the content of what he actually said. I do know he's also tweeted those comments. As a result of that, Twitter has actually taken him off for inciting hate speech, so I understand. So he's off Twitter and he certainly normally uses that to leverage a lot of his thoughts. So that has certainly changed. So what do you make of in particular andile Inkutama's pronouncements what do you make of some of the pronouncements of julius malema a few weeks back what do you make about again some of the, of the white south africans as we discussed yesterday around the south african flag about why that flag is so important uh, the 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 old the old issue around uh, the apartheid south africa flag and why that may be important the casualty of all these things where there's there appears to be not just disagreement but Bitterness and sheer hatred and there's warmongering where people can, and they are literally calling up to arms, okay, is it absolutely destroys the fabric of our society. It it breaks down the edifice of our country and there's lots of bravado that takes place to say, we'll show you. The type of way that bullies in in school yards or playgrounds say, I'll show you at playtime. And the difference is this is happening by senior people of massive influence in our country but it begs the question around social cohesion what's gone wrong or what is the state of our of of our social cohesion in our country what's your understanding of it all what is it that works what is it that needs addressing and needs addressing urgently and then some of the pronouncements you can comment on what you feel about those pronouncements Some of the pronouncements you need to tell us, what is it, do you agree that someone can say certain things about killing people and killing white people or even killing black people, if that's been said, Uh, what should be done around that at all and what does it do for our country? So for now, I'm not going to get a guest, I want to get you as the guest, you give us the big picture around social cohesion or the lack of social cohesion, cohesion meaning the coming together of people socially which is very important regarding nation building. If you don't have that, you do have cracks in your wall. And then like the dike, you get water that floods through and then everybody drowns. And that's hugely problematic, don't you think? So to call in, wherever you may be, male, female, whichever side of the political or the social spectrum that you you, you sit in, I want to know what your thoughts are. Oh, 0891, one, oh, In particular, the comments of Andile Imqitama from Black First Land First. That's particular. But then to extend that to beyond, which is, do we allow that type of thing? Do we allow that that level of hate speech or alleged hate speech i must say i mean i've, I've known Andile for years uh, and and yes he he was in the studio a few weeks ago or a month ago and he did suggest that you know if there's a war we, we're up for it right but but there's a difference between that and coming out straightly and saying up front that i will i will kill or we will kill white people and we also kill their children i mean that is clear inside i'd love to know what what south africa the police are saying about it the human rights commission those that deal with issues around hate speech you know what what goes on around that so i'll take your calls let's get first up this is what Andile imitama had to say
0: johan
3: rupert says if we touch him he's going to unleash upon us the taxi industry people now here's a message to johan rupert. rupert it's okay Pay the taxi industry bosses. But here is the deal. For each one person that is being killed by the taxi industry, we'll kill five white people. For every one black person you kill will kill five white people. You kill one of us, we'll kill five of you. You kill one of us, we'll kill five of you. You kill one of us, kill five of you. You kill one of us, We'll kill five white people. We'll kill the children. We'll kill the women. We'll kill anything that we find on our way.
2: Okay, that's, that's the level of, of, of anger and of, uh, of sheer violent talk. And it is violent talk, okay? If, if, if two neighbors said that type of thing because they had a fight about something, you would get the other one saying, this person threatened to kill me. But this is not neighbor's. These are political leaders of influence in our country. So what do you make of that? But very importantly, link that to social cohesion. So how do we get to a situation where that sort of talk does not happen besides taking people to court? Seppo from Pumalanga, you're on the air. Hello. OK, we just lost you. Tepo. We'll get to we'll get to another call in just a minute. We will. Please do call back. We've just lost your line. there. 0891 You can tweet us to hashtag SFM viewpoint. And then you tag me, Ashraf Ghanda and SFM radio. Please do that. But uh, if I've lost those callers, uh, we will get your calls back right away. Uh, Ivan or Ervin from Kachiso, I think is, is good to go. So I just want to check with Bencito. Ervin, go ahead. Hello. Hi. Good evening, Ashraf. I'm very good indeed, right? What, what, t- t- what's your thoughts? Ashraf, can, can you hear me? Yeah, certainly can.
4: Yes, sure Ashraf, uh, absolutely, absolutely out of, are, uh, out of sense. He was not supposed to have said that, but now it is due to the degree of anger that South Africans are embroiled in um, the government. Looking at the past events that have been taking place in the country, in the recent past, and, uh, tires on the, road, passing the road, cars. It's a testimony to the fact that South Africans, Mr. Ashraf Gara, are uh, angry people. Angry because of one thing. Uh, they, they've been waiting for so long for, for numerous areas that they, have not been, they, are, they are not concerned, they are not
2: But I mean, here's the thought: even if people are angry around issues of, uh, ironically, the service delivery anger should be directed absolutely, to the government because because they've been in charge for 25 years, just about. You know that, right? And and there's mm-hmm. there's degrees we can blame a party. There's no question about that. But you can't blame everything. On, on what's happened before. I mean, here's the thought. Rwanda, and it was brought up earlier on by Lee Knight, a country with a massive civil war in a very short period has now progressed far more than us. Uh, Egypt, okay, which which had a coup, that's... has got a higher GDP than South Africa right now, which I find incredible considering three years ago they were an absolute mess. So we have to ask ourselves the questions. But the, the bottom line to all of this is whatever your feelings are,
1: yeah.
4: do you
2: can you now outrightly... Call to kill people. And, and what does that mean? No,
4: no, not at all. Not at all. Not in my senses, Ashraf. Yeah, okay. Circuit, some, something has to be done because now, consequently, this is likely to instill a sense of fear among the upcoming white generations to come. Now, we are talking here about the Rainbow Nation weapon.
2: Are we talking about millennium goals? Are we talking about international level, the the fourth IR as well? Okay, let's leave it at that. i from Kakiso. Appreciate your time. There's more calls from many more people. So specifically, you've heard that sound from Andile Mkitama from the Black First Land First, contesting their first election 2019. There's already calls from people saying, how do you even contest the election? Well, that sort of language. So at this point in time, untested politically. But of course, Andile himself, very much in adherence, historically, to Steve Biko would would you say that and also of course the EFF but here you are making the type of statements that are not just provocative They you know, provocative is one thing this is a, a clear statement of intent okay uh, Archie go ahead hello good evening sir how are you sir? I'm good indeed right your thoughts oh,
5: my thoughts you know um, I'm very much worried about uh, uh, our leaders mainly uh, people like uh, Andile and Mr. Malima because you know what they're doing they're putting petrol on fire because now instead of trying to unify the nation they speak about hatred they speak about dividing the nation and now you know it's not doing us any good i remember we, we were having mr mandela when he we was still in office and he, he was always speaking about unifying the nation, Rainbow Rainbow Nation, we know that there are divisions amongst us, division of color, division through our cultures, division through uh, our past history. But those kind of things, if we go after them, they will never bring us together. We need to find each other as a nation. I, I, I pledge with our leaders, please, change your tune. Speak to the nation about coming together. We know the problems they are there, but try to be leaders who unify the country. Thank you, Mr. Okay, God. that's
2: that's your thoughts. Uh, and there are many people who have different views on this. But uh, whatever it is about Andile specifically, and maybe Julius Malema and their pronouncements, uh, I want you to link it to the issue of social cohesion and and what that means. Therefore, for, for A nation, yes, a nation that has big issues, a nation that because of apartheid was divided on race, that we desperately need a nation to work together. So whatever's happened before, and I'll say this, how do you play, even whatever the problems are before, how do you play in a team with three men short? Goodness, you need every player on your side. That's just my understanding of it all. Uh, Felix in Pumalanga, go ahead, hello. Thank you, Ashraf, for
3: taking my call. Thank you. I think we are suffering from a pathology in which I refer to as a separation pathology. Now, the separation pathology means that we have, uh, we see ourselves as separate. And this separation pathology is coming from the separation sociology in which we have been brought up to see that we are separate. Separate white, separate black, separate Zulu, separate Venda. Even if there are no white in this country, Zulus and Vendors are still going to fight and kill each other. And this is coming from a separation psychology in which we have been brought up to think that we are separate. And this is actually coming from a separation genealogy in which we think we actually arose from different source. So our source we have been made to believe is different, that humanity is not one, that the black is coming from separate source, the white are coming from separate source. And this is where the whole problem is coming from. Once we have a separation pathology, there's no way we are not going to fight each other. We are bound to kill each other because we believe that we are separate. Now, if a whole car, even your car, if your car is so perfect, but you take a saw and cut into, into two, you know I said, one should go right, one should go left. It is not possible. The possibility of any country working only depends on our working together. The possibility that we are going to work apart from each other does not even exist to begin with. So these people you call our leaders are actually not our leaders. You must understand one thing. Each person is born to lead his or her own life. But they are our leaders if, if, if people no, follow them. No, they are not. And that's where the problem is. You keep referring to them as our leaders. They are not my leaders. They are not your leaders. They are speaking their minds. If they contest elections and people vote for them, they want us to kill each other, it's fine. Let us kill each other if that is what we want. But they are not our leaders and stop calling them our leaders because they are not
2: okay got that felix they are not our leaders well then who do they speak for they have a following whether you like it or i like it they have a following gugu Malanga as well welcome to the show hi good
6: evening how are you i'm, I'm
2: very good indeed thank you go ahead your your um, thoughts
6: my view is, I think, as South Africans, we need to go back to where it all began, all this negativity, and let those who mastered the old apartheid system acknowledge that what happened was wrong by their forefathers. I think that's where we should begin to go. It seems like the generations that came after the supremacy that was instilled by the great-grandparents still live today. Our government is trying... All is best. Unfortunately, economically, it's still more on the other side without the acknowledgement of the wrongdoings that were done by the guys that were there in the 1800s. If we start there by resolving, but our grandparents were wrong by ill-treating South Africans like this, what is it that needs to be done for us to move forward? If we can do that as a country, black or white, like, we'll find a common ground, but if there's still supremacy that This color is better thinking, funding, anything than a black person. We will always clash until we resolve that mess that was created long, long time before most of us were there. But
2: you see, here's the point. I mean, the mess was created absolutely. I think, would you not agree that by and large, I mean, there are obviously white races around. There's no question about it. But would you not agree by and large, white South Africa... I'm not talking about the wealth. The wealth has been over generations. But by and large, white South Africans have made the shift to be part of a democratic South Africa. I I think so. Don't you think so?
6: Yeah, I've also noticed, especially the smart businessmen, because that's what the law says. But some don't even want to adhere to what our laws are saying in terms of economic growth together in South Africa. Most, the private sector is closed. If I try and knock, the door won't be open even if government says, guys, work together. I can come and present my, my case, but no one will listen to because whatever services are rendered are not bought by government. So I'm excluded even if I want, I want to partake in that industry or in that field. But if we can find a common ground and understand that there's no black or white person, especially when it comes to the economic side of our country, then we can move forward. But there's still that bridge that, you know what, you don't know anything, you can't think properly. Even if you, don't, you know your story, nobody wants to listen to to you. government is trying to put the laws into place, but they are still not enforced, you know, not enforced properly to, to the businesses out there, to the business community out
2: there. Yeah. Okay. Got that, uh, Google. And, and I wonder whether others will concur about how the business community has worked and others too. Uh, but I want more calls. Reggie from KZN. You're on the air now. Hello.
0: Hello. Ashraf, how are you, my I'm friend? I'm good
2: indeed. Thank you.
0: I'm good. Uh, thanks for taking my call. um I, I, I'm
5: not too sure
0: what really uh, Andile really was meaning uh, by such utterances over the weekend. But. Uh, because Andy and I know him
5: personally,
0: I believe he was kind of responding to what uh, Mr. Rupert said, but uh, I may not have much details in that regard.
2: Okay, but what did Mr. Rupert say?
0: From what I heard from uh, Andy Lemkutama is that Mr. Rupert said that uh, he, he has an army. Uh, anyone who wants to attack him, he has an army, and he can also use the white, the, the, the taxi people to defend him and blah, blah, blah. I may not have uh, such specific details in that regard, but from what I heard uh, Andy saying, that he was responding to to, to that utterance by Mr. Rupert. Okay, But I can't be, be sure. But coming to the issue of social cohesion, uh, Ashraf, uh, in South Africa we are still challenged, especially the black native people. Uh, we are not seen as uh, full human beings in South Africa. We are like kind, we are treated like subhumans as Africans in South Africa. And unfortunately, we have nowhere to run. Because if you can check, uh, uh, Andy Lempotama and uh, Julius Malema are people of the same generation. We need to ask ourselves, why young leaders? Because there's a caller who said they are not our leaders. Those are our leaders. Why young upcoming leaders are having this kind of an anger? and they are uttering such utterances. It tells you that there is a kind of a root problem that is not being solved. I think uh, during the times of President Mandela, our focus was more on social cohesion, and we championed that as a country. But unfortunately, economically and, and culturally, we didn't uh, maintain what Mandela left. Uh, because... Black people are continuing to be poor. Day by day, and unfortunately, we don't see that being the case on other people. But, but, but
2: also, for black people to be poor, there's also many black people who are richer than ever. And, and we have this debate I mean, the VBS thing being discussed now. There are examples of white people, many of them are racist con- institutionally. There are many white South Africans who've made the shift to embracing a democratic South Africa. There are many black South Africans who've done the same thing, but there are also many black South Africans who have undermined other black South Africans. You get my point. So, it's not just about color.
0: That's very true, Ashraf, but unfortunately, the fundamental issue here is that the majority of white people are wealthier than the blacks, and the majority of the black people are poor. That's another factor in this regard. Okay. And when you, yes. But
2: but, but, at, but, here's the bottom line to it. At what stage, yeah. whatever your views are, do you actually say, you don't say, this person should be in prison, this person's a cook, this person should be hanged, for example, if we allow that, versus mm. I will kill White people. I'll even kill their children. At what level do you make a general statement of an entire nation, an entire ethnic that, group?
0: That, that's what I'm really trying to explain, Ashraf, that it's incorrect for our leaders to utter such utterances because uh, killing is not an option in any kind of uh, squabble or uh, differences. Uh, Killing is not an option, but we must also face the real challenge that of poverty amongst the native people of our land. We must get uh, access to economic uh, opportunities equally with the white, our, our white counterparts. So I think that's the fundamental problem, because as, you, as I was saying earlier, that the EFF leader and the BLF leader, those are the people who are fighting for economic freedom for the native child. So that's where the anger is being driven. I strongly believe that if we can get our economic uh, policies right and being implementable on the ground, being seen visible on the ground, I think most of these problems can be easily be solved. And the issue of corruption, on the other hand, it is perpetrating this hatred because we are seeing other black people who are becoming richer and yet they are not... Uh, sweating the way we are sweating, yet we remain poor. Okay, got so that. I think, yeah. yes.
2: All right, let's uh, leave I, it at that. Yeah, Are we fine? <laughs>
0: okay, Reggie? No. Thank you. Next, next Th- a thank lot. you for
2: okay. your contribution. I mean, the show is called A Viewpoint. I want to get your viewpoint, and we've just done that with some fascinating callers i want some white south africans to call in and all the shades of south africa because the broader discussion is around national social cohesion and i'm saying to you that when you get utterances from white or black and they speak about effectively killing other communities on the basis of you know they you people to borrow a nando's quote then what do you make of that? What should what should be done about them? Where do they fit in 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 your estimation of them as people? What should be done about them, and what does it do for broader South African society of people who desperately want to make things work? Uh, Mzingi Zino on the line. Go ahead. Hello, welcome to the show. Yes,
1: sir. thank you for taking my call. Right? It's a pleasure. Uh, this evening we are talking about Gautama. And the, the the weights that they used uh, are unfortunate. And uh, just like any pets, uh, what you, what I'm trying to say is that we are trying to build this uh, social cohesion where we cannot see color. But uh, we've got uh, organizations like Afri Forum who have said it. That they stand for white people, even whatever when whatever is happening, they are standing for white people. Now, Afroforum has been formed long time ago, and Afroforum is growing, and Afroforum is it's becoming white most of the time. The battles that they're fighting, they're not fighting for everybody, like we are trying. To promote the social cohesion, they are pulling their own everything you will have these kind of leaders like Nkuitama like myself also feeling that we also need a black voice because ANC does not represent a black voice okay but, uh, but you need
2: a black voice fine but how does that black, black voice translate into we will kill whites
1: no that's
2: why I said uh, the, the, the statement, unfortunate. But is it unfortunate but now, a very... But hold it, I want to just pick up on that. You, you sound like a person who's very committed to a democratic South Africa. The word unfortunate, isn't it a very, very soft statement? Is it unfortunate or is it horrific? If, if, if a white person said that about a black South African today, a white leader, we would be horrified. We would be horrified. Actually, we are
1: horrified now. Aren't we horrified with the Well, we are, but that's why
2: I'm asking you if you're horrified, you- it's not unfortunate. But it's
1: unfortunate, man. Well, it's a slippery of a tongue, perhaps, at that time, because when you speak uh, in that spirit, you can hear him. He's speaking, he's uh, you- not listening to himself sometimes. Things are coming without thinking because of an anger, man. You understand? So I think it's got a problem of. Like you guys would say, perhaps, let's
2: try to manage his anger. You can hear... Well, me, there you um, are. From, All right, well, well you make a... Anger, your point is important. Try, let's, your let's, point let's, is important. Keep in mind, you know, the, the Rwandan civil war started from from DJs, uh, presenters, talk shows, speaking about the cockroaches and inciting people to sort of destroy the cockroaches, speaking about, you know, between the Hutus and the, and the Tutsis. And the next thing you knew, the entire country... Was, was up for a the battle they were not even prepared for, and that's what happened. So, we that leaders have got to be responsible, they can't speak like that. Okay, let's leave it at that. Thank you for as your as call. As yeah. sorry, sorry Last thing for that yeah. And, all right. Can, can I close it? Yeah, please do. Please do.
1: Uh, if the solution is here now, we have to disband or, or ban Afri Forum because Afri Forum, what they're doing, it's not right. Now. Let's speak about Afri Forum
2: also... Uh, uh, okay, but but let's say we ban Afri Forum. What should we do about yes. Andile Imqitama, who who's your friend, you know him, and I certainly know him as well. What should we do about him?
1: With Andile I'm, I'm not a fan of Andile Mkutama, unfortunately. But okay. uh, uh, from this perspective, from his perspective, I think if, if you can be provostment you know, because now there's, some, there's nothing that is happening with the repress of this world saying whatever he said, you understand, and the Afri Forum's, Pushing what agenda they pushing. If we can have uh, uh, AfriForum not to exist, I don't think we'll have this VF that are pushing Africana agenda. But I think if we can have those those kind of uh, uh, parties or leaders things uh, disbanded, we can have a peace. Uh, okay. A- well, okay.
2: I'm going to leave it at that. But but as as you put your yes. phone down, think about this: yes. Is it not the case that extremist South African let's call it black agenda as opposed to non-racial agenda political parties and groupings are probably p- providing a catalyst for growing numbers of recruits for afri forum just think about that let's get further thoughts kgm you're on the air hello <laughs> kgm hi mm-hmm. kgm do i have you there uh I'm no sure I'm here. yeah you're okay good good talking to you sorry go ahead
7: Good evening, Ashraf. Good evening to your guests and to the listeners.
2: Thank you. Right. Your, your take?
7: My take is this, Ashraf. We maybe, just maybe, maybe we need to be divided in order for us to be united. Now, what I mean by that, Ashraf, is that there is this notion from both sides, of, of, or maybe from all quarters of, of the society, whether you're talking black, white, Indian, colored, in the a, in a context of South Africa, where our experiences seems to be well represented by us because we know where we come from, from our own little quarters. Now, if white South Africans, 25 years after the, the end of apartheid, are saying it is time enough, good time enough, for the repercussions of apartheid to have been done away with. And they say, U.S. black people, it is enough. It's a quarter of a century. Let's move on. If that's their stance, let them say so. And let them ask us, how do we feel? Not tell us. Then we can share that as blacks, we feel that this time is not good enough at times. And we will advance our reasons. Now, not taking too much of your time, Ashraf. Here's the fundamental issue. And it doesn't matter whether you talk the land question, you talk the race question, you talk the socio-economic question. It's all in the mixed bag. Here's the big issue. As South Africa, confused as we are. I mean, Ashraf, if I was to ask you today, as collectively, black, pink, purple, gray, whatever, what do we stand for as a people as south africa as a nation we have no identity whatsoever we can't go to the world and say as south africa this is what we represent. all right i
2: i agree with you now i'm saying to you we may have battles for an identity and i spoke i gave a talk the other day around champion south africa and i spoke about a unique selling point and others have said different things right but the the core at this point in time I mean, we do have a democratic South Africa. That means we we have a running democracy, right? My question is, how is it we can allow the type of outbursts that we have where a person can not just say, I'll kill you, but talk about killing an entire ethnic group. And that's really what we've just heard.
7: This is where it's coming from, Ashraf. We have taken for granted, we have ignored the real issues and we thought, talking over the radios, going on media, calling a few people around and telling them what to do, how to feel and how not to behave, we thought that was going to be a solution. Kudos to Nelson Mandela for being a unifier. That was temporary. It was unrealistic. It, he wasn't representing the truth. He was representing his wishes as a person. though His wishes and perhaps... Or, or, of, of some of the people who were surrounding him, did not take into consideration the, depth, the, the tenacity of the train and, and the, maybe the emulation of what apartheid and colonialism have done to the people. Remember, Ashraf, with due respect to the old man, Nelson Mandela was isolated for so many years, as we know then we had people who were advising him in terms of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Whether they gave him the the real, uh, uh, I mean, the truth about the, the, the status of us, the mind of the nation, it's another thing. Because if you look at what he was doing in good faith, some of the things he did, some of the decisions he took compromised us to this day. And you can't just fault Nelson Mandela because... He worked with the collectives. Now, okay. those who but I mean,
2: but, but here is the thought you spoke about collective. I I, I would suggest even Cyril Ramaphosa, there is very few presidents, unless they absolute dictators, that can absolutely operate on their own. I mean, don't you think so?
7: Absolutely, I agree. But what we don't hear from from our leaders is them being clear in terms of saying, "I as Matamela Cyril Ramaphosa
1: do not make
7: unilateral decisions." I do lead a, a, a political party that put me here and the decisions are collective. When it suits them, it's Cyril Ramaphosa. When it suits them, it's ANC. Now, okay. that gray area is what is challenging to us to know as to who really pulls the trigger. And I think Cyril Ramaphosa is a good example. We had Marikana here. People have died. Nobody to this day has taken... The responsibility, they are passing the buck. And for as long as we're passing we the buck, we mustn't expect the others, like whites, for instance, not to do the same.
2: Well, so there you we are. Okay. But 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 in the, in the broader context, the issue of right now, no matter what the differences are, how do you go and say, I will kill your group? In school, playground terms, like saying, I'll kill your whole family. I'm just saying, in which level, in which world, can that ever be acceptable? KGM, as always, thank you for your input. And always gets me thinking. There's more. We'll continue for another five more minutes on this issue of social cohesion. Where are we with regard to social cohesion? What more needs to be done in the context of serious pronouncements from a few people, but particularly yesterday from Andile Mtutama, very clear about killing white people.